Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Really, Duncan had it. They turned it over. Alley oop back to Kevin. Oh, baby! Woo! Hey, D! You can see it coming, and the building is electric off that slam dunk. Welcome into the Believe in Timberwolves podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hedke, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at B underscore Hedke NBA. And on today's episode, it is actually draft day. It is draft day morning for me here in Minnesota, and we are trying to get prepared for the NBA draft tonight. Um, obviously, Thursday, July 29th. It is Cade Cunningham Day. It is an exciting day for the Pistons. It's an ex- An exciting day for a lot of franchises, but not necessarily for the Timberwolves, but that could all change. Now, the Timberwolves don't have a first or second round pick as of time of recording. Of course, anything can happen. They could go out and make a trade to get a pick, and then this could be irrelevant. But as of time of recording, they do not have a pick in tonight's draft, which means they might just be sit back, watching, trying to make trades. Uh, to get some players, looking at some undrafted free agents, with the, which I'm really excited about. But there are teams who do have picks in this draft, and we're going to talk about that. So for today's episode, we're mostly just going to be going through a full lottery mock draft. Um, and these are all going to be things that, or these are all going to be picks that I personally would make if I were the team, um, because. I might think that the player fits good or that there's just too much upside for that player to be passed on. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get into that in today's episode. We're going to go down the draft order. Of course, there was a trade recently where the Memphis Grizzlies ended up acquiring the 10th pick from the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, So instead of the Pelicans having the 10th pick, we will have uh, Memphis having the 10th pick here in this mock draft. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get started with our 2021 NBA mock draft here on the Believe in Timberwolves podcast. And with the first overall pick, the Detroit Pistons are going to be selecting Cade Cunningham. Now, Cade Cunningham is an overall beast, and I think personally it's a no-brainer for Cade Cunningham to be the number one um, pick. I think it's very clear that he is the top talent in this draft. He has an amazing feel for the game. He's an offensive weapon. He is a strong defender. Um, He's good off-ball defensively, on-ball defensively. He can score on all three levels. Um, He has winning mentality, and his jump shot is really good. When we talk about a player like Cade Cunningham, who at Oklahoma, when surrounded by very, very poor teammates, um, he took an average team in Oklahoma State. Sorry, I said Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. um, He took a really average team and made them a quality team. They went out and they beat Baylor, who ended up being the national champion. So, this guy is no joke. This guy could legitimately come in this league and be a star player very, very quickly. Now, I'm not trying to say he'll be Luka Doncic, but he does have that ability that could potentially happen, and it could potentially not happen. But regardless, I just think he has a very, very high floor and an even higher ceiling than most prospects. So, Cade Cunningham, very clear to me. He averaged 20 points at Oklahoma State. Um, he also grabbed six rebounds and dished out 3.5 assists. And again, his assist numbers are numbers that I don't know if you really want to base your 
thoughts about him as a playmaker on because his teammates just straight up could not hit shots. And we've seen that with prospects in the past, but his teammates really missed some really good looks that he that he created for them. So the assist numbers are not what you want to base your uh, your thoughts about him as a playmaker on. I think he's a solid playmaker as well. He also shot 40% from three on 5.7 attempts. Um, and he got to the free throw line six times per game. So I think he's going to be a very, very solid um, NBA player. And I think he's going to be pretty quick. And I think the Pistons really lucked out with getting him because it's going to be pretty exciting. Now, speaking about the number one overall pick, if you're not as confident as I am in Cade Cunningham going out there getting drafted number one overall, you can actually go and bet on that. Over on betonline.ag, you can bet on who the first overall pick is going to be. Cade Cunningham is the favorite. He is minus 10,000 currently. But if you're convinced that Detroit will maybe trade the pick so someone can go ahead and snatch someone like Jalen Green at number one, that's plus 1,000. Or Evan Mobley is plus 2,000 to be the number one overall pick. Jalen Suggs comes in at plus 2,500. And Jonathan Kuminga comes in at 3,300. Now, those are just some of the many options you can bet on for the NBA draft. You can bet on the fifth, fourth, second, third, any of the top five overall picks. You can bet on how many trades are going to go down in the first round. You can also bet on draft positions for specific players. Players like Franz Franz Wagner, you can go ahead, bet over under eight and a half uh, where he gets selected. Also, other players like Ayo Dasunmu or Cameron Thomas or Corey Kisper or Davion Mitchell. There's tons and tons of players that you can bet on, and that um, is something you just want to go ahead and do. You can go ahead, head over to betonline.ag and do that. BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all of your online sports betting needs, not just about the NBA, but the Olympics are on there, the NFL, the MLB, the NHL, anything you can think of, it's on BetOnline. So go ahead, visit the website today, or you can even use your mobile device to join. You will receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, pitch, NBA draft, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, now let's get back into the draft. Let's move on to pick number two, and that is the Houston Rockets. Now the Rockets are... In a position where they are at the beginning of a rebuild, they are post-James Harden era here, and I really struggled with who I wanted to put here at this pick. I thought about making this pick be um, Evan Mobley, and I thought back and forth between Mobley and the player ended up picking. The player ended up picking was Jalen Green, and the reason I picked Jalen Green over Evan Mobley is because Jalen Green is a wing in this league, or will be a wing in this league, and it's very, very tough to come in and have a positive impact as a big man right away. Um, And wings kind of run this league. This is a wings league. We saw that with Anthony Edwards, how he, you know, is already starting to have an impact on the game, especially towards the end of the season. And then we think about all the best players in the league. You know, obviously there was two big men finished, you know, top two in the MVP voting. So you're kind of thinking maybe I'm talking out of my, you know what here, but I don't, I don't think so. I think that the, that the wing, the wings in this league, we talk about like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Bradley Beal, all these players, these wings are very, very, very impactful. And I think that's what the the Rockets need to bet on. I know they have Kevin Porter Jr., um, but I think Jalen Green is just too good a talent to pass up here. Um, 
what I like about him is his athleticism is good. He projects to be a pretty solid um, shooter, which I think will be pretty good. He shot um, 36.5% in the G League from three, and that was on, I think, 85 total at three. He scored 18 points per game down in the G League, 2.8 assists. Um, and he's just a crazy, crazy, crazy athlete. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily an Anthony Edwards athlete, but he's not too far behind. Um, I think he's pretty good um, in a pick and roll. I think he should be able to, you know, thrive there. He does need to tighten up his handle and things like that, but so do a lot of rookies. Um, and he's a ve- he has very good touch. He sh- shot from the free throw line really well. He shot 83% there in the G League in their 15 games. Um, so, yeah, overall, I think that he's going to be a solid player in this league. I think that, like I said before, Wings kind of run this league, and if everything pans out for him, he's going to be pretty good. Um, so I think the Rockets can't really go wrong with either of Evan Mobley or Jalen Green, but I'm going to have them taking Jalen Green here with the second overall pick. All right, so we're moving on to the third overall pick, and the team with the third overall pick is the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I think this is a no-brainer here. I think they have to go Evan Mobley. Um, I think Jalen Suggs is a really good player, and I think he could be the third overall pick, but I don't know if it necessarily makes sense in uh, Cleveland, and I have Evan Mobley just slightly better anyways. Um, but if you're talking about fit too, so I, this is a fit move and a bet, best player available move um, to pick Evan Mobley here. Suggs with another small guard in Garland and another small guard in Sexton. You'd potentially be looking to trade someone or you'd be running a three guard lineup that's not very big. So I think that Evan Mobley is the clear cut answer here. And also I think he is a better player than Jalen Suggs. So this isn't, like I said, this is not just a fit move. It's also best player available. So the things that I like about Evan Mobley is his defensive versatility as a big man. He's going to be able to move his feet in on-ball defense. His off-ball defense is going to be good. He's a very, very good shot blocker, and he scores well in the interior. He's 7 feet tall, 215 pounds, and went to USC at USC. Um In his freshman season, he averaged 16.8 points. He shot 31% from three on 35 threes. So it's nothing crazy, but there is potential there. Um, And I think he might be able to knock down threes at a relatively respectful clip. Maybe not right away, but I do think that he's not going to be a complete zero from from deep. So that's going to be helpful as well when talking about a guy who's going to be a really, really good defensive player. Um, And he also rebounds the ball well, uh, 8.6 rebounds per game. Um, I think he can attack off the dribble also offensively, which is something you don't see in a lot of big men. He, You know, he has a little bit of a Bam Adebayo, Chris Bosh type of player in him that way. Um, but he does have a pretty thin frame, high center of gravity. So those are things that, one, he needs to build out that frame so his center of gravity isn't quite as high. But, um, you know, I think he's going to be really good. Um, he might need to work on some post-game stuff, but... I really, 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 really like this pick for Cleveland. I think playing him next to Jared Allen, there's going to be no problem there. I think that the fit will work out fine. I, Like I said, I think that Mobley will be able to shoot a little bit, so it's going to not clog the lane with Jared Allen. And they can also stagger their minutes some as well. But defensively, I think that's going to be really fun for a team that needs some defensive help when you're talking about running two small guards and then Isaac Okoro potentially be at your three. Um, that's a pretty small one, two, three with with uh, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Isaac Coro, but then you get it big with your two seven footers at the at the center and the power forward. I guess Jared Allen's maybe six foot ten or eleven, but you get what I'm saying. That's some big size to help combat the 
the smaller players out on the, the perimeter for them. So Evan Mobley pick at number three. Then we'll move on to the number four overall pick, and that goes to the Toronto Raptors. Now, I think this also is pretty clear-cut, in my opinion. Um, It's Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs is the next best available player. If the other three go Cade, Jalen Green, and Evan Mobley, then we're going Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs is an impressive defender already. I think he's going to be an impressive defender in the NBA. He's a six-foot-four 205 pound point guard coming out of Gonzaga. Um, he's possibly the smartest player in this draft. He has an excellent, excellent basketball IQ. Um, he has really good athleticism. He has a frame that's built for the NBA already at six foot four with 205 pounds. Um, he's also very smart when it comes to playmaking. Um, and I just think that he's a player that necessarily won't be your best player, but he's kind of like the Lamelo thing. He's going to make your best player better. Um, but I really think that he is going to be a locked-in defender at all times, potentially could get to the point where he could make like an all-NBA defensive team at some point in his career because um, he cares on that end of the floor. Um, as a shooter, he shot 35% from three last season. Uh, the shot doesn't look perfect. Um, he's kind of streaky. But I think he's going to project to be a fine shooter in the NBA. Um, and he also gets to the line a decent amount. Um, he scored 14 points per game last season, got to the line uh, about four times per night. He also rebounds the ball really well for a guard, five rebounds um, per game, four and a half assists, almost two steals in just 28 minutes per night. So Jalen Suggs is really impressive to me. Um, he's obviously a Minnesota native, so we love that. We love to see him going in the top five tonight. And I'm pretty excited to see how his career pans out. Um, having watched him play in person when he was in high school and stuff, it's just really cool to see him. Um, he also shot 58.8% from two, which is something that you don't see in a lot of guards. So I think Jalen Suggs is going to make the Toronto Raptors really happy if that's who does end up taking him. And that's where he's going in this mock draft. Let's move on to the fifth overall pick. And that is the Orlando Magic, the first of two picks in the lottery for them. And now I debated between Scotty Barnes and Jonathan Kuminga here. I think Kuminga has the bigger upside, but I think Scotty Barnes um, defensively is going to be a monster. And I think he has some offensive upside as well. So I went with Scotty Barnes. And like I said, I think he's going to be an elite defender. He's six foot seven. He weighs 225 pounds. Um, and he has playmaking skills. He played a lot of, I guess, point guard type of role for the Florida State Seminoles. Um, He obviously needs to improve his jump shot. He shot just 29% from three last year on only 37 attempts. Um, So that's not a given. I don't don't know if I project him to be a good three-point shooter or if he's kind of going to be down, you know, lower on that end of the spectrum. I don't know. But regardless, I think he's going to be an elite defender and a player that you could play... Jonathan Isaac comes back healthy and you could play those two next to each other. That could really, really mess up some opposing offenses. Um, so at the worst, he'll be a great defender um, and at the or a good defender. And at the best, he will like literally be winning like defensive player of the year or making all NBA defensive first team. Um, so he can guard anyone. He can guard ball handlers, battle in the post, um, back line as like a off ball rim protector. Um, and he also on offense, he could be a playmaking threat, dribble handoff, short roll things, kind of like a Ben Simmons in that way, but not, not necessarily exactly the same, but I do see some of that in him. So 
yeah, I think that he's going to be really impressive for whoever drafts him. It could be at four, it could be at five, it could be at six. But Scotty Barnes, he's going to be a good defender. He works hard, and then if it comes together offensively, it could be really, really impressive. So we're going to go Scotty Barnes here with the fifth overall pick, which leaves Jonathan Kuminga for the sixth overall pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, what I like about Jonathan Kuminga, he's a very, very good athlete. He's six foot eight, two hundred twenty pounds, um, but he's super raw. He's going to need time to like let everything marinate before he's a really, really good NBA player. But he has every tool that a team that is patient, you know, is going to look for. And OKC can be that patient team. Um, like I said, physically, he's built really good, large frame, great athleticism, um, really good defensive potential. If he ever decides to lock it in, I know we had Andrew Wiggins in Minnesota. Everybody talked about him locking it in. He has all this defensive potential. I think the same thing about Jonathan Kuminga. Um, I don't know what his mentality is. Never talked to him. There's not, you know, coaches aren't able to talk to him as much, um, in this draft process as normal, I believe. So yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see if he cares enough to be a good defender, but, um, he, you know, he's flashing all sorts of like shot creation, um, spin moves, just all sorts of basketball moves, but it's all raw. Sometimes it looks great. Sometimes it looks like he's never picked up a basketball before, um, as a shooter, only 25% from three on 65 attempts in the G League last season. Um, so he's going to need to work on that to be you know, an effective player in the NBA. But overall, I think that he is going to be a, a really good um, player if everything works out well. And a team like OKC who can take the time to you know, really look into how to develop him the best, I think they, they're going to reap benefits off that. And I'm excited for Jonathan Kuminga for those reasons. So he's going sixth here in this mock draft to the Oklahoma City Thunder, which moves us to the seventh overall pick. This is the Minnesota Timberwolves pick that was traded as part of the the D'Angelo Russell, Andrew Wiggins swap. Um, Golden State ended up, this pick ended up falling at seven, which meant top three protected pick ended up going to Golden State. And with the seventh pick, I have Golden State taking Davion Mitchell. Um, he is a four-year player out of Baylor. He spent his first season at Auburn, redshirted at Baylor his sophomore season, I guess, um, and then played in 2019-20 and 2020-2021 for the Baylor Bears. He's a guard. He's about six foot one. Um, not too big, but I think he is an impressive player. Um, he is kind of in the same mold of Jalen Suggs. He's just an elite competitor, um, and he did take a pretty big offensive leap coming from you know his first year playing at Baylor to his second year playing at Baylor um obviously national champion here um for the Baylor Bears the things I like about him his defense is gonna be really good he's going to be a very very good defender he is obviously you would consider him undersized at just you know six foot one or six foot two maybe six foot flat the numbers are kind of all over the place but he's short we're just gonna put that out there but he, he does have good size at 202 pounds um, he shot the ball from three well, 44.7% on 141 attempts. That's no joke. Um, we'll see if that translates to the NBA. Free throw wise, he only shot 64%, so that makes you a little bit weary of his three point percentage. But I think he's going to be at least a, a solid shooter. Um, 5.5 assists per game, so I think he's a solid playmaker. Um, he finishes around the rim well in college. We'll see if that translates to the NBA with, you know, lacking a little bit of size and whatnot. But, um, yeah, overall, I think that he is just an elite competitor that is going to work, 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 
And I think he's going to be a really solid role player for years to come. So fitting in Golden State, um, that's kind of what they need. They need a little bit more defense. We don't know when Klay Thompson will be fully healthy. Hopefully he is ready for the season. We don't know. I don't know if we know that for sure or not. But um, overall, I think that Davion Mitchell comes in as like a player who's ready to go right now. Obviously, he is past the age of, oh, this guy is 19 and he's got all the development ahead of him. No, he is 22 years old, but that's not necessarily a knock all the time. He could be a contributor right away, which a team like Golden State, who's hoping to make it back into the contention talks, um, would be looking for. So Davion Mitchell at number eight, or excuse me, at number seven to Golden State. And let's move on to number eight. And the eighth overall pick goes to the Orlando Magic again, second pick in the lottery. And I'm going to go with James Book Knight, a guard out of UConn. He's six foot five, 190 pounds. And I think that he is going to be a really good player on some team. So what he is, is he's a scorer. And it's pretty much all he does. He doesn't like to pass the ball. Maybe because his teammates are bad, kind of like the Cade Cunningham thing. Um, UConn's players outside of Book Knight weren't great. Um, so Book Knight took a lot of the load on him to, you know, be a be a good player. So he's got like good size, about 6'4", 6'5", on the wing, 190 pounds. Nothing crazy. He's 20 years old, but he's a really good athlete. He's got good ball handling. He can score at the rim. He can shoot from deep. Um, he took some really tough shots, so his percentages is only like 30%. Um, but he, he took some really tough jumpers. Um, like I said, he's got good ball handling. Uh, quick first step so he can really get into the paint, put some pressure on the defense, and he can you know play above the rim kind of like Anthony Edwards where he just is a good athlete that can get up there and you know finish with acrobatic moves or using both hands. So I think he's going to be a really solid player. Um, but if you're looking for a playmaker, that's not what you're going to find in James McKnight. Um, you're looking at more of like a Lou Williams type of player where he's just going to be your spark plug. Um, maybe like Jordan Clark. I think Jordan Clarkson would be a con- good comparison for Utah last year. You know, come in and he could just light you up for 40 off the bench. Or, you know, he could not. He could have an off night and then he's not really contributing anything outside of scoring. Because um, he's not a great defender. He's very inconsistent. Um Streaky shooter at times, maybe because of his mechanics. It's kind of a stiff shot. Um, and then playmaking instincts aren't really there. But I've seen him make some nice passes, but it's just not consistent. I don't know if he has the mentality where he's like, yeah, this team's bad. You know, the best move is me, you know, taking this and shooting. And it probably was, but every now and then you do have to pass the ball. So I'm going to go with James Knight at pick number eight uh, for the Orlando Magic. And then we're going to move on to pick number nine for the Sacramento Kings, and that is going to be Franz Wagner. Now, Franz Franz Wagner, obviously brother of uh, Mo Wagner, who is in the NBA, he went to Michigan, and Wagner is the, let me see, he's a wing, um, he's six foot nine, so he's got good height, he's 220 pounds, um, 19 years old, but he did play two seasons at Michigan. I believe he'll be coming up on 20 pretty soon. Um 20th birthday, I think, is pretty soon. But either way, he's pretty young for being a sophomore coming out of college. Um, he averaged 12.8 points for the Wolverines. Uh, 38.4% from three on 86 attempts. So pretty solid shooting numbers. 2.9 assists. But the real thing that is kind of tantalizing is I think he's going to be a very impactful defender. And I think he's going to be pretty versatile. Now, I don't know if he's going to be necessarily guarding bigs. But he can switch down guard 
wings and guards, and I think that if he can be a solid shooter like he was in college, he's going to be like a really good 3 and D player, and a team like Sacramento is going to need some uh, defense at that 3 spot next to... I mean, Halliburton's a solid defender, but um, if you talk about having you know, one of the worst defenses of all time in the Sacramento Kings last year. Yeah, you're going to want to bring in some defense. And Franz Wagner does that without sacrificing sacrificing too much offense. Um, he doesn't really turn the ball over. He could be a really, really good um, outside shooter if everything works out well. Um, but he also facilitates a little bit from, you know, the high post or the elbow. He can run dribble handoffs. Um, so I think he's going to be a really good glue guy on offense and on defense. I think he's going to be, you know, really, really solid that way. Um, you know, a couple of knocks on him. He's not really a great athlete. Um, he doesn't finish well with his offhand at the rim and he doesn't have a lot of, you know, shiftiness on his moves, which he's never going to be a go-to option because he can't like get to his spots like a Devin Booker can and things like that. You're not asking him to be that here. Um, right now, He's going to be a 3 and D guy for Sacramento. I think it would work out pretty well. So I'm pretty excited about his fit there. Um, I think he could be a really solid player. So that's who I'm going with for Sacramento at pick number 9. And then pick number 10, we talked about this earlier, did get traded from New Orleans to Memphis. And the pick I have at pick number 10 for Memphis is actually Keon Johnson. Now, Keon Johnson is a player that might be lower on a lot of people's boards than he is here. He went to uh, Tennessee um, and played alongside, I believe, Kai Jones also went to Tennessee. And I could be wrong there. Now I'm second-guessing myself. Why do I not remember? Um, regardless, he did He did go to Tennessee. No, Kai Jones went to Texas. My bad. Um, I knew it was orange. Jaden Springer is the other player going to Tennessee. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Back to Keon Johnson. He averaged 11 points, three and a half rebounds, two and a half assists for Tennessee. Um, he didn't necessarily shoot the ball well at all. He shot 27% from three. The reason I'm going with Keon Johnson here for the Memphis Grizzlies is his athleticism and his defense and how hard he works. Um, he's super quick. He's an explosive athlete. Um, and he's straight line driver. Good. Long-term upside to be, you know, pick and roll threat. He's six foot four, 185 pounds. He's 19 years old. Um, but really, I just think it's how good he can be defensively. Having that next to John Morant, Dylan Brooks, that could be really, really good. So um, I think that he is a player that is going to be impactful on the defense side of the ball right away. And he didn't really play basketball until high school like organized basketball so i think that he's still got a lot of room to grow that way um his shooting is very inconsistent he needs work on his mechanics he needs to get his range extended he's got a hitch in his shot um i don't know there's a lot of work to be done there but if it does get fixed he could be a 3 and d player um i know we talk about that all the time it's hard to fix players jump shots but he lived in the mid-range um didn't really make a great amount of his threes but I think he's got some potential on that side, but I think we're just betting on the athleticism and the defense for him here. So that's why I'm going with him at the number 10 pick for the Memphis Grizzlies. Now we have four more picks left before we do end this mock draft. So we're going to go ahead and get into pick number 11, which is the Charlotte Hornets. Now at pick number 11, the Charlotte Hornets are going to go with big man Kai Jones from Texas. So Kai Jones is 6'10", 221 pounds. Um, he is 
an athletic, bouncy, rim-running big. He has solid on-ball defense. He's a good shot blocker. And like I said, he can play above the rim. Catch some lobs for Charlotte. We know who they have as their passer. That is LaMelo Ball. They're looking for a bouncy big. Um, LaMelo Ball could be kind of the Chris Paul to Kai Jones' DeAndre Jordan if everything worked out good. Um, So I think that would be really fun. He's not obviously, maybe not as high on some people's boards as going number 11 overall, but we're talking about needing a bouncy big. Charlotte could use one, and that's why they're getting Kai Jones here. Um, He's also a pretty solid shooter, though very small attempts. He shot 39% from three on 33 threes last season. Um, So he has the potential to be a good shooter, um, which is, you know, something you want in your big man these days. So, overall, I think that Charlotte would be getting a good player. There are some minuses, obviously. He doesn't want to shoot the ball too much. Um, He's pretty hesitant that way. He has kind of not the best hands at times, but hopefully that can get worked out of him. Um, He doesn't have much of a post game at all. You're going to be looking at him as like a roll big. He's not going to go ahead and score on you in the post like Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. Um, So that's something that would need to be worked on. He's kind of slow making some decisions, and, you know, he's not the biggest, so stronger opponents can kind of get on him. But those are things you can work on with, like, getting bigger, um, you know, working on postgame, thing like that. So if everything works out, you could be looking at a really solid role playing big for for Charlotte, and I'd like his fit with LaMelo Ball there as, you know, a lob-catching big. So we're going to go with him at the 11th pick, which moves us to 12, and the 12th pick is San Antonio. The Spurs are going to go with... Elperin, I don't know how to say this, Shengun, I believe. Elperin Shengun. Um, he played in the Turkish League um, last season. And he is pretty much an old school big man. Um, throwback interior big is what Kevin O'Connor said for the, the ringer. He's an interior scorer. He has great feel for the game. He rebounds the ball really well. He's 6'10", 240 pounds, so he's got the size. He's a He's 18 years old, and in the Turkish League, he averaged 19 points, um, and I believe he also pulled down 9.4 rebounds in 28 minutes of action, so he is going to be a back-you-down big, kind of like Jaleel Okafor coming out of the 2015 draft, I suppose, with you know not having a lot of modern skills, but being a really good post player. So that's what I see from Shengun here, and he didn't shoot the ball well, only 19% from three, but he really only took a handful of threes. Um, so yeah, I don't think that's something to necessarily be mad about. He shot 68% from two, 81% from the free throw line, dished out two and a half assists, um, 1.7 blocks. So I think San Antonio, they're needing their big man interior. Um, you know, they lost LaMarcus Aldridge. Jakob Pertl's never going to be like a great player. He's always going to be a really good role player, but he's never going to be like a great player. I think Shengun could be a great player for them. Um, he needs to improve his defense a little bit. Um, his range needs to be improved, but with having a good, you know, having a good free throw percentage, that does year, you know, typically bode well for shooting from deep, but not always. Um, he's an offensive rebounding machine. He sniffs a ball out, he gets it, and he puts it back, which is something that a lot of people, you know, need. Um, he's also very active off the ball, so he likes to block some shots. Um, but he's undersized as a true center. He's only 6'10", but he is 240. But hopefully he can battle in the post a little bit. 
Um, we don't really know if he's going to be a four or five defensively. He isn't great on ball defense. He's good off ball, but he's not the quickest. Um, but overall, I think you just bet on, you know, his ability to score down low, his ability to rebound, um, and be efficient down there. So that's where I'm going at number 12, Elperin Shangun to the San Antonio Spurs. That moves us on to the final two picks of the lottery. The final two picks of this mock draft on today's episode. We're going with Indiana Pacers selecting Trey Murphy the third out of Virginia. He is a player that I believe will be a really, really solid NBA player. He's going to be a good shooter. He shot forty three point three percent on 120 attempts last season for Virginia. He's six foot seven, six foot eight, somewhere around there, two hundred and six pounds. He did come out as a junior, so he's a little bit older, so that's going to throw some people off on him. But like I said, elite shooter, great release. He shot 93% from free from the free throw line, so that is also impressive, but he didn't get there a ton. Um, but like I said, he can catch fire. Um, so he's tall, knockdown shooter, and he's also a versatile defender. He's got um, great on-ball defense, great off-ball defense. He's a reliable passer if you keep the ball moving, um, so he's not holding on the ball makes quick decisions, makes simple plays, accurate passes. He's not going to be your playmaker. Obviously, he only averaged 1.2 assists per game, but he's smart with it. Um, He's smart on defense. He's versatile. He can switch down a little bit, switch up a little bit, Um, stays in front of smaller players. He's got good habits when he boxes out, all all sorts of just really, really good tools. A couple minuses, he's not a great ball handler. He hasn't proven that he can shoot off the dribble. He's more of a spot-up guy. Um, he didn't really get the opportunities at Virginia, but he also didn't, you know, take advantage of him what he did or when he did. Um, so he could still improve as a shooter coming with like movement, you know, like Malik Beasley's a movement shooter. Um, he's definitely more of a stationary shooter. Um, but he would just be crazy good if he were to, you know, become a movement shooter. Um, he needs to get a little bit stronger so he can, you know, rebound and be an effective, you know, like small ball center you know a power forward type option um but yeah i think that he's gonna be really good um especially if you're getting him at 13 he's a little bit older but i think you know what you're getting he's gonna knock down open shots for you and a team like indiana they kind of need some help shooting from the wing um so i think that could work out pretty well for them and then we'll move into the 14th pick that's golden state's second pick their actual pick in this draft and i am going with gonzaga's Corey kispert here now, Corey Kispert is a player who had a really good season, but he is coming out as a senior, so he did play four seasons at Gonzaga. He's coming off a season where he uh, scored 18.6 points um, per game. He shot 44% from three on six and a half attempts, 62.8% from two on 5.9 attempts, 88% from the free throw line, uh, grabbed five rebounds, and he dished out 1.86 assists. He is like six foot six, six foot seven, weighs about two hundred and twenty pounds. Um, he is twenty two years old, but like I said, really, really good shooter. Um, almost, you know, like potential to be 50, 40, 90 if it works out well. Um, simple shots, you know, creates really simple shots for himself. Throw up a bump fake, score, attack the rim. Um, without the ball, you know, awareness to be an off ball shooter, find open space to get open threes. He's a reliable defender who like tries really hard. He's always in the good spots. He's not a great athlete, but he does work hard. Um, you know, which means that he just really improved over his time at college, which means he hopefully should improve in the NBA as well that way. Um, obviously he lacks, you know, 
athleticism to be like a ball, you know, like a go-to scorer or like a lead ball handler. Um, so he can improve like laterally, hopefully, but he, you can't improve athleticism that much. But I think he is going to be a solid player. Um, you know, some people say he's got a little Joe Harris in him, some Bogdanovich in him. Um, I don't know. I just think that Golden State likes their shooters. If Clay Thompson isn't like back for the season either, to get another shooter in there, like Corey Kispert would be great for them. So we're going to go with Corey Kispert here to round out the lottery and to round out this mock draft. Now, that is the end of today's show. I don't have much else. Um, this will be posting hopefully pretty soon after I record it so everybody can listen for the uh, before the NBA draft. I want to do a show soon after the draft too, see what moves, you know, if the if there's big trades, if the Timberwolves made any moves to get in the draft, what undrafted free agents are coming to town, things like that. So look for that hopefully within the next few days as well. But other than that, enjoy the NBA draft tonight. It's my favorite day of the year. And unfortunately, I can't pay full attention to it, but that is okay. I will be checking in on it, um, trying to figure out what's going on. So, you know, thank you all for listening to the Believe in Timberwolves podcast presented by Bet Online. I appreciate you all. I will be back very soon. I'm ready to ramp up in the offseason and get into some Wolves Talk Summer League training camp. And the season's not too far away. We're about two and a half months from the start of the NBA season, so I couldn't be more excited. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you all, and I will see you in the next episode. Till then, peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.